We are at a truck stop in Perry, Florida. This is a location in a part of the state that took enormous damage from Hurricane Idalia, now Tropical Storm Idalia, which still does pose a serious threat elsewhere. You can see the damage it did here at this truck stop. The storm passed directly overhead here, and it took that awning behind me and simply just tipped it over. Uh, and there was brick and metal that was holding it in place that's now just shredded. This exploded brick and this twisted metal with the awning leaning completely on its side. You can take a look. This is actually what it looked like right where I'm standing earlier today as the worst of the wind hit. You can see the awning. There it is. And that's it tipping over. Here in Perry, it was a wind and a rainstorm. Along the Gulf Coast, though, it was all about the storm surge, a surge not seen in a lifetime. This is Alexis de Leon, and yes, where she was in the hometown she had recently returned to, swimming down the street was how she ended up getting around. Alexis will join us shortly. We're also going to speak to a resident of another hard hit area, the barrier island of Cedar Key, a man who told us last night he was staying in part to help any neighbors who were hunkering down. And in a moment, the latest on where Adalia is right now, where it's going, and who is at risk. First, though, the scope of it all so far from our Randy Kay. Keaton Beach, Florida, in the bullseye of Adalia. Just look at what's left of this home in Keaton Beach. The roof is gone, but miraculously, the big screen TV is still attached to the bedroom wall. This structure was also badly damaged. At this home, the waves and high water overwhelm this porch, nearly burying it. There will be impacts far beyond the eye wall. Impacts the Big Bend region of the state hasn't seen in more than a century, like 125 mile an hour winds, heavy rains, and a storm surge powerful enough to flood neighborhoods. That building on the end down there is going to come apart. And powerful enough to soak homes. We're just hoping that our house is in a houseboat when we get back. In Perry, Florida, one family had a real scare when trees nearly toppled on their home. Oh, I just heard something crack. Look, there it goes. There it goes. Oh, my gosh. No! It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. In that same area, this happened. Oh, look at it. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's the house. Oh, oh my gosh. The whole roof just came off the house, Mike. Oh my gosh. Also near Perry, Florida, the rain and wind toppled this gas station. In some areas, the conditions were so dangerous. This is the thick of it. We are in the middle of it right now. You can hear that roar. Driving, even for storm chasers, hazardous. Oh my God, oh <laughs> Not even the governor's mansion in Tallahassee was spared. Florida's first lady posting this photo of what she said was a 100-year-old oak tree that split in two and fell on the mansion. She said she was home at the time with their children, but nobody was hurt. <laughs> Making matters worse, the lack of power. Hundreds of thousands of customers in Florida were left in the dark, which also became a problem as the storm tracked east across Georgia, promising another long night. Randy Kay, CNN, Palm Beach County, Florida.
Those pictures really do tell the story. And as you saw there, Cedar Key sustained serious damage. Last night we spoke with resident and playwright Michael Bobbitt, one of the voices you heard briefly off camera in Randy's report. He was riding out the storm. Thankfully, he made it through and he shot some just incredible video through it all. And he joins us now. Michael, I have to say it's wonderful to see your face after everything that you went through. How are you and your neighbors? How are you doing tonight? Uh, we're surprisingly well. Uh, it did what it always does in the time of tragedy. Uh, it came together. One of the great things about this island is that we truly live in community with one another, and we've got each other's backs. It was a difficult evening and a difficult morning, but seeing everyone out uh, cleaning up the streets and checking on their neighbors, uh, it, it's, it's a little bit of a silver lining to a really tough situation. Um, this is the first chance I'm getting to see the video you shot, and I have to say, it, it takes your breath away when you look at what you went through. What was it like? Well, let me, well, let me tell you, I'm just going to turn around here. That video you just saw, here's the aftermath. This was, uh, this was an amazing, uh, we, this, this was the far away end. These are all little old school Florida villas, and they were just picked up and carried into the Gulf. So that was heartbreaking to see. Um, before I moved here, I used to stay in this very cottage, number one down here. Uh, so it was, and it was hard to see because we got a few owners here. They knew that that uh, this property floods, but um, it's just a real trial by fire. And if you look down here by the water, all along the ocean are there, there are chairs and microwaves and hair dryers. Uh, it's a pretty surreal experience. Uh, and when the wind was kicking in the middle of the night, and when the water was was coming toward us from all three sides, it looked like a leviathan trying to reach out of the water to, to devour us whole. It was, uh, it was biblical stuff. Um, at the end of the day, we had no serious injuries. I was able to talk two of my elderly neighbors into leaving the island at the last possible moment. Uh, uh, my neighbor's house across from me was submerged to the roof line, but we had no injuries. We're here, we'll rebuild, we'll do what Cedar Key does. Uh, all in all, I feel incredibly blessed. Was there ever a moment through it all, Michael, where you thought to yourself, I made the wrong choice. I, I, I may not make it through this. Uh, no, not really. I mean, again, I mean, I'm a Floridian and I've been through hurricanes since I was little. There was a moment when I thought, you know, this is going to get real, real, real rough. But I, I, I didn't make the decision to stay alive. It was a line in the sand moment for me. I was there because I felt like I needed to be and whatever happened was going to happen. The, the real scary moment was this one. Here goes mine. So, uh, you know, I, I was comfortable with my decision the whole time, but I'll be honest with you, I was scared out of my mind. I, I can't blame you. I'm scared out of my mind looking at the video. Michael, we're picking up a lot of wind on your phone. So if you can try to shield the microphone in some way, uh, we'll be able to hear you much better. Right, you yeah, had yeah. you yeah. had at one point you had boats. You had boats at the ready to use mm -hmm. if you needed them to help rescue your neighbors. Did you end up using those boats? 
Oh, yeah. Uh, just as soon as I thought that the surge was no longer coming, I was in a kayak up and down, checking on my neighbors, uh, checking on the historic district. I never ended up getting the motorized skiff in the water. There was just too much debris. Uh, there were parts of buildings and houses and cars and submerged pickup trucks everywhere. So uh, I never ended up getting the motorized skiff in the water, but I spent a good amount of time. I think if you watch the Weather Channel, someone said, there's an idiot in a kayak. I, I was the idiot. <laughs> Well, that's a moniker you can be proud of for the rest of your life. Um, you saw <laughs> buildings, you saw buildings float away. Can you describe what yeah. you saw floating away? It was like the end of days. It was, uh, it was hard to see, especially because I knew the people that owned those buildings. I knew the couple that had invested their whole life savings into buying the far way in and watching it, uh, watching it just disappear was, was heartbreaking. Uh, this is an area where it's incredibly difficult to get insurance uh, and, to, and to know that they were just going to basically have to bear the brunt of rebuilding this. Uh, it, was, it was incredibly hard to see. What does Cedar Key need in, in the coming hours and days? Well, I can't believe I'm about to say this because I'm a, I'm a southerner where we like our, uh, our government small and local and limited. But we have had a remarkable response from the federal government, from the state government, uh, and especially from our local government. Our, our mayor here, Heath Davis, is the finest example of a public servant I've ever met. Uh, throughout the storm, he was here with me uh, doing what he needed to do to get, to get uh, resources in place to help the island. Uh, although, Governor DeSantis, if you're watching, if you'd like to send us some of those public trucks you sent down during Ian, we'd be happy to have it. But... But I mean, all kidding aside, we've got what we need. The resources are in place and we're already about the business of rebuilding this island. We'll be open for business soon and we'd sure love to see you all here on the island. There are dry buildings now. Were there buildings that were untouched on the island? Not in the commercial district. Uh, I, I would say 100% of our restaurants, our hotels, um, our shops, uh, they're inundated with water. Um, but there are a good number of vacation rentals and homes uh, at least 50% that survived. Michael Bobbitt, as I said, it's wonderful to see you. I, I should make clear to the audience what you did, you know, every official you speak to advises against. The officials, yeah. you know, they want you to evacuate when they say to evacuate. I'm not here to lecture you at all. I'm thrilled to see you. I'm glad you made it through. Uh, it was kind of you to help those who did stay behind. Thank you for sharing your video. Thank you for sharing the experience. Michael Bobbitt. Nice, talk, nice talking with you, John. Godspeed, Cedar Key. What images, what a story.